Episode 228 of the Loud and Proud podcast. Crashed and O'Borned. Loud went to the Midlands, came home with nothing. I'm going to get into that. And the Loud ladies winning. And a whole lot more after Oasis. Look, it was it. It was uh, I couldn't. I just I'm still trying to come to terms that a born cup loss. Now I have a, I have a podcast coming tomorrow on a, with the Patreon. Uh, if you sign up, patreon.com forward slash loud and proud, you'll get the full in depth um, thoughts on it. Just um, we'll only know after Claire how it goes. And what we talk? Well, I, I have a load of thoughts on it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rattle them off. I wanted to settle myself. It was, it was a long drive home from Longford. It's long anyway, um, but it was, it was especially long yesterday. And one of a couple of things to figure out in my head: where the team is lining up, the way the team has been picked, the way the competition has been um, kind of dealt with with the county as well. And loud, and then you have Mickey Hart coming out strongly. I'm gonna add that audio as well. I'm gonna put that in there. I'm gonna give my kind of thoughts on it as well but it was a tough loss so it was and that's the eighth time they've eight time in a row they've got the upper hand on us well they've they've had a couple of draws in between draw obviously last year the National League but since 2017 that qualifier Colin Kelly's last game in charge we haven't we haven't got, been able to get over Longford now they had a strong team out yesterday um, but still it was just it was just disappointing and I, I'll get into all that and like how the goals came about, how we played, what what the setup was, what the um, tactics were, and what what way that's going to hold for Clare on Sunday week. Like, look at National League is what it's all about, really. Like, it would have been nice to win. It would have been nice not to be back for ten points, but it'll all be worth it if we go down to Ennis next week and get a win. I'm going to be building up to that all week. Actually, I've owned Brennan on. From the Clare champion, really good sports right? a really good fella, knows his stuff inside out about Clare, Horland and football. And he's going to come on tomorrow, going to have that out tomorrow, even the Monday. So today, today, if you're listening this morning, in, in, in the morning, commuting to work. But I'm going to have that out, so we're going to tear into Clare. Oh, that might be the podcast title for next week. But yeah, I'm going to tear, we're going to tear into the analysis, what Colin Collins is doing, what players have left. Obviously, we know David Tuberty, what impact would that have? What style of play and how they've been such a solid Division 2 team this past couple of years, which Laird are really aspiring to do. And the way it's trickling down, the way it's going, like to get in the race for Sam Maguire is very, very tough in Division 2 because there's such a trap door there. Because Westmead are going to be playing in it and with the new kind of, what do you call it, the new format, you have a couple of teams in Connacht that can play as well. So it shrinks it even further on the trap door. Four Division Two teams. <clears throat> I'm also going to be picking my team as well for that. That's going to be. I I I was enjoy. I always enjoy the first one because it, it shows how close or how far off I am to Mickey's thoughts and how 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 it goes, what way he thinks his team's going to be picked, and what way I pick mine, and what way I think Mickey should pick his. So I'll be doing that. I'm going to have a look at that, and uh, that, that's an enjoyable podcast that that I that I always like to do. And like I said, I'm going to have my thoughts on that Bourne Cup. Just kindly, finally put it to bed tomorrow as well. So it'll be it'll be hopping tomorrow, and then by middle of the week, you should have my team podcast as well. But let's get on to the loud ladies. Um, 
actually, do you know what? No, I'm going to go to Mickey now and I'm going to leave the loud lady the best to last. Uh, Mickey has a strong few words to say. He came out in defence of kind of how loud was kind of seen and kind of ridiculed on the back of pulling out of Wexford that game, which I felt, I left my thoughts as well on it, that we should have been applauded for not going. And Mickey goes into it even more, saying that we allowed, tried to get that game kind of switched even beforehand, before it even were through, and they tried to squeeze them in the second. So they would have been the second to fourth and the eight, would it? Yeah, eight, I think. So Mickey wasn't for that at all. That's like four, three games in six days. So it was all kind of going on in the background. But yeah, Mickey defends his players, defends his county, and uh, gets stuck into Offaly then, who weighed in heavily then as well. You know, look, I'll let Mickey do the talking, and I'll, I'll touch on it a little bit more before I talk about the the, um, the ladies. I have to ask you about the, the O'Born Cup. Loud have come in for a lot of flack. What happened last week, the Wexford fixture. Um, do you stand by the decision, Mickey, to withdraw from that Wexford game? No, but you see, that's not the way to put it. We didn't withdraw from the Wexford game. That's the problem, you see. There's a narrative out there which has got into the public domain by somebody who isn't from Louth and wasn't involved with Louth or didn't know anything about them. The fact of the matter is... Louth County Board, under our instructions, says we could not make it to Wexford on a Wednesday night. The distance that it is and the time of the night that it was at. The, the Leinster Council were told that before a ball was kicked. And then they gave us an alternative, which was to be the 2nd of, of January. So if you t- took it on the 2nd of January, another one on the 4th of January, another one on the 6th of January, so they're going to give you hand the three games in six days after playing no football at all. So we said that did not suit us and it wouldn't work. So we made it totally clear before a ball was kicked that that was our position. For people to suggest otherwise that we pull out of the competition or we're trying to abandon the competition or do, do it to harm, that's people who don't know what they're talking about. And they've been quite vociferous in what they've been saying. But I never heard anybody talking the full truth yet. That We did everything above board. The Lancaster Council were properly informed of everything we were doing. And we didn't refuse to go to Wexford on Wednesday night. We had declared long in advance, before we kicked the ball on it, that we weren't going. So I think people need to get that narrative really back straight and right again, that we didn't do anything out of order, we did everything by the book, and if Leicester Council had wanted to put some sanction on us for what our decision was, we would have taken that. But if they didn't, we went on and played the two games, and because we ended up in the semi-final, uh, and, and, and people, like, it's, it's a bit rich for somebody to be given out about us not going to the bottom end of Wexford on a Wednesday night when they feel hard done by having to go from the Midlands to, 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 to Parnell Park, you know, and they're making an argument for us, you know, and, and again, as if they were overburdened themselves, they, they were in a group of three and they only had to play two games, and we had to play two games as well, so I don't know where they had the gripe, I don't know where they got the room to gripe, you know, so I think they should really just attend to their own business and, and leave everybody else to attend to theirs as well. Yeah, I mean, you're obviously very angry with the narrative that has been put out there, because Loud have been made to look like bad guys out of all this, Mikey, haven't they? Well, that's it. You see, when, when you send something into the public domain and nobody actually goes in to delve into challenge, is this the accurate truth, then, then it becomes the truth. So I think it's, uh, that's, that's all I want to do now, is, is let people know exactly what happened and how we did what we did in the best interest of, the, of our players. And, I mean, could you imagine a three-and-a-half-hour journey at least and fit in eating in between that and, and play a match at 8 o'clock and be back into, into our county again, into your county, uh, at, at maybe half one or two in the morning? You know, it didn't make sense. 
and the alternative to play three games in six days wasn't a really uh, you know sensible one either. Tend to their business tend to their own business and leave everybody else to tend to theirs as well. So that's that's kind of Mickey's kind of real line as well. You know, leave Laird alone. Forget about it, what we're doing and what we did. Uh, we didn't trigger this. We kind of, we had it planned beforehand and the other teams went about it and there was no official kind of, like, uh, what approach made. So, look at, it's, it's kind of done with now and it's kind of, it's ended in now not getting it, but it gives Mickey and, and the lads a real siege mentality as well. They're all in it now together. They've probably bonded again over the weekend's loss and they, they'll be ready. They will be ready for Clare. So, just going to leave it at that. If you want to get your thoughts in, it's not fully a withdrawal, but just let me, let me know what your thoughts on that, kind of Mickey's strong reaction to it. But I think credit to him for, for um, getting stuck in and setting the record straight as well. You know, was kind of investigated. He didn't say um, why wasn't it uh, if people went to the source of the story, but it was. It was attempted, and I think there was um, approaches made to Mickey to talk as well. But look, he, he usually he's very good talking after the games, um, given his he speaks in paragraphs, like I said. So, <clears throat> like he did there, he fairly articulately tore off the shreds and maybe Leinster Council as well too. So. Look, we look forward to meeting with, with Offaly in Division 2 and they get up in uh, uh, Division 3 next year. Um, let me see. Right, Loud Ladies, 8-point win. K. Henry gets the great start. Looks to have good camaraderie with, with, the, with the ladies, with, with the girls, with the young squad. He has... He's got all, a lot of good players. Obviously, we mentioned Sarah Quinn and Michelle McMahon. At the, I did talk with... Denise Flaherty and Dalton McNamee in a preview for those games in the, in the two podcasts we did with the Lennon Cup last weekend looking forward to that Longford game so like Bardo's missing but it, it was kind of it's great it was great to see that uh, Lauren Boyle and Neve Rice are back in and they're only coming in off the bench and we're still getting an 8 point win getting points on the board early doors is brilliant uh, getting a bit of luck you know, wouldn't we like Kit to get the rub of the green? Laura Collins gets a, a nice, nice early opener, um, and a bit of a fumble from the from the goalie Rianne McGrath, and they were without a lot of our contingent as well. That slashers team that won the All Ireland Intermediate, but we start fresh, like you know, Rebecca Lamfagan's established now as goalie. I think she's one of the best goalkeepers in Ireland, um, so she is. And she would earn a Pearson retiring last year. It's now hers to take the hold and take pride of and not let it go. Um, we've others, Kiva Boyle, Rachel Baird, two young players coming in. Kiva's from Stabannon, Rachel Baird from the Feckins, who used to success as well. Take him into the full-back line. Um, Aoife Russell in the position at half-back, driving forward, Shanine, obviously, south of half as well. Caitlin O'Reilly comes in too. Eva Halligan on your brain, on your brain as well. She's in from the start of the season. Was missing last. She did come back into it, but she'd be flying. So, Mia Duffy makes her debut too. Grace Trainer as well. Good footballer from the Pats. Kicked two nice points. And um, Lucy White as well from Cooley, who's very young, I think, but she was strong for Cooley uh, this season as well. Kieran Nolan playing as a toward midfielder, not really a sweeper. I know she's in that number thirteen position, but more around toward midfielder. It's a great. It's a good idea. 
bags of energy, covers the ground well, can drop into space, can set off attacks, be the point guard. That's <laughs> great. I should have thought of that. And then you're leaving Kate Flood inside with Laura Collins. Kate looks to be in good form, and then Laura gets the goal to kind of push loud, propel them into that comfort zone of taking a hold, real grip of the game. 35 minutes into, well, five minutes into the second half. <coughs> Irish Handel as well comes off the bench, experience there. And like I mentioned, Neve Wright and Lauren Boyle coming off the bench and getting a point to piece as well. So that sets us up really well. You know, I think that's the second year in Division 3. So hopefully to push on. Under that win with Kit, and that'll drive them on. Did play awfully next, our old friends awfully next, away. And awfully were better, they were better nine points for Wexford. So look at Laird have have it all to play for. Um, you know, that's a really, really good win. Kildare looked fairly good in that division. They beat down, and I think Clare had a win as well. Yeah, Clare hammered Sligo as well. So that that's 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 round three all wins for Clare, Kildare, Loud and Wexford. So let's just kinda let's just put it, put a bit of bow on a bit of a bow on things. You would have got your match report straight after the game as well, so you, you get that's all up there on Loud and Proud um as well, Patreon. So you get all that and then I suppose it was a tough weekend for Steve Williams, who goalkeeping coach for Loud and Glenn, who lost to the Dublin Minnows, Kilmacud Croaks who had about 16, 70 men on it. They were definitely not losing like they did last year. But it was it was interesting in in, in in terms of like optics and the numbers and the players they have. Like I, it's just an idea I had in my head. Like when you think of when you play in the primary schools competition, you play by size of school. Is that the way it's going to go? Like you look at the Kerry teams dominating the. Uh, Dominating the on the other competitions, four out of the six, no, two out of the three were won by Kerry teams. Four out of the six were won by Munster teams. That's what I'm getting at. But yeah, the two Kerry teams went and they dominate that intermediate and junior grade. Is it the case we go for rural size per houses per population per area? Um, I know Glen would be fairly well outnumbered by Kilmacud, like a lot of teams would. But maybe that's a way of dividing it and maybe, maybe a little bit fairer um, for the next couple of years. Because I know they were caught last year by Cuckoo, but that was an exceptional Cuckoo team. You could see Dublin teams dominate this from now on, the likes of those powerhouses, with the way they're getting their act together, the way it's coming very professionalised um, too. You also would have seen over the weekend, sorry, NFL watch, I usually do that. <coughs> Red zone, maybe we'll call it. But Cork fairly well licked Limerick the other night that was on the McGrath Cup on Friday with the Lennon Cup called off got to watch them you'd be worried about Cork and then maybe not so worried about Limerick I'll whisper that because I don't want to say too much because we have them the week after next uh, and then Derry there's a, there's a team that is really I don't know they're setting themselves up nicely for my prediction that we're going to shock them in the third round um, with the Glen boys coming back in foul form there might be a, bit, a little bit of disruption. They're going to have to go really hard and really dog down to win that McKenna Cup. Now they played good stuff. They're good, good energy all over the field. But still, that could take a few tweaks to unravel, especially if they're, if you're going that hard over the next couple of weeks. Look, I'm trying to be optimistic, but I think that is it. You'll hear three podcasts this week. But thanks very much for listening to episode 228, Crashed and Unborn. Good luck. Bye bye. And sign up during the week. Patreon.com forward slash loud and proud.